Hello, everybody. This is the uh, this week's edition of the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value, and I'm Val Hughes. Get it? No, I don't. I'm afraid. And this week we're going to look at the December first issue of the Value Line Investment Survey. Every week we, that's the big W E, who are 25 year Wall Street veterans, analysts, portfolio managers, um, who observers, uh, observers uh, of the markets. Yes. And, and owners uh, of stocks. And loyal Value Line subscribers. Love the product. Everything you need to know about a stock on one page. And, um, you know, we've taken, on, uh, we've taken on disguises, secret identities, disguised our voices, and come to you every week uh, with our unvarnished views. Uh, Completely about unvarnished. A lot of different kinds of stocks. But stocks covered in that week's uh, Value Line. Um, we may, uh, you know, we may know uh, nothing really about what that we're talking about. That doesn't scare us, though. We just move forward. But we do. You do have the benefit. value you every do, week. <laughs> you do have the benefit of the gut feel of the uh, Wall Street grizzled Wall Street veteran. Oh, That's God. You. You're the grizzled one. Oh, am I now? Uh, yeah. But uh, this is uh, for entertainment purposes only, uh, although we're doing, we're doing our best. And uh, if you want to read more about us, please visit our website, www.thevalueguys.com. Dot com. This week, um, I'm going to talk about some truck companies, companies that make trucks, big that's vehicles so, on that's wheels. That's fascinating. And the cheap <laughs> and misunderstood Black & Decker. But, okay, uh, I had Black & Decker originally, first but then my, Vern decided uh, <laughs> to do it, and I'm a little offended. I'm going to let it go. My cohort in co-hosting. <laughs> Have you been working on that one? It's written down right here. All right, very nice. Val yeah. Hughes. Thank you. That's not my real name, ladies and gentlemen. I took it on as a clue as to why we're doing this show, and that's to look for good value. Uh, you know, the uh, like evidently you can find in value, value line. whatever. It's just it's just easy. It's uh, uh, you know, it's a handy resource. I go through it every week anyway. Um, it turns out today, ladies and gentlemen, evidently the recovery was uh, canceled uh, because a. Uh, less than statistically significant survey that mentions that measures <laughs> intentions to maybe buy something sometime in the future uh dip below 50 percent and uh well actually if i could put a little different spin on please it do. it turns please out do. that the uh the recent collapse in home building activity uh -huh. and significant cutbacks in automotive production schedules yeah all very well known to the yeah, market wow. when did the auto industry get in trouble oh my god <laughs> these things actually showed up in another statistic that measures overall right, activity, thereby of validating course. that they're big markets, Of I guess. course. These stocks are at five times earnings. It's all priced <laughs> in, but people need to sell papers. Uh, there was, uh, and what the other, the other statistic was the... Uh, uh, the the construction index construction was down. spending number uh, who who's was, surprised by that yeah. well actually there but, is there's a there is some moderation uh, some fairly uh, rapid moderation going on in non-residential markets really which had just started to recover in the last uh, but you're a student of statistics these things the like month that. to month numbers there's a lot of noise and when you look at the base uh, you know characteristics of low uh, inflation now in the well, core the numbers, low interest numbers rates, notoriously revised a lot because right. it's hard to measure some activity. That GDP is that was just revised upwards. coast to coast. So I think you know if you go back and look at history, uh, there's going to be some blips, but the recovery looks like it's got a few years to go. And relative to interest rate stocks, I think on average still look pretty attractive. Yeah, they still look pretty good. 
but uh, hopefully the recovery will be back on Monday, and we're going to make a couple recommendations here today that maybe can take advantage or of. Or sometime uh, soon, anyway. Yeah, you if know, not Monday. before the holidays, let's say. Or even let's just call the for it. Um, but anyway, uh, Value Line this week did some things in auto and truck, and uh, we've covered some of that before. I think you may be doing well, I'm some. I'm going to do some truck. No auto. And uh, I, you know, I came upon this little stock called Black and Decker in the home appliance industry. But then go my, ahead. No, and talk, I, okay. Why don't you do Black? I'll do Decker. Okay, I just have a short one on Black and Decker. You know, it's a, great. It was Alonzo Black. I'm I sure. No, no, they're Alonzo all wonderful Decker. people. Was they're it all Alonzo wonderful. Decker or I Alonzo have no idea. Yeah. I like the product. I don't know the other guys. My do. parents used to have the product. It's a well-known brand. Well, almost everybody. Uh, they're has a you know flashlight. They, exactly. Else. They or have twenty. They have over twenty percent returns on capital in something that should have morphed into a commodity but hasn't. Why? Well, I can only assume priced, it's because they know what they're doing. They price it. The market prices it like it's a household appliance company, which it is not anymore, by the way. And look at the returns on capital. The returns. On capital are stunning. Uh, the balance sheet could be a little better, but you know the the coverage is 28 times. So if you like financial theory, they have the right balance sheet to try to maximize your return on equity with low risk, which is in the mid 20s. So uh, it's priced at a 30% discount to the market and is it's worth less a premium. Than, it's less than seven times on an enterprise value to okay. EBITDA basis. Yeah. And it, I believe, when I said misunderstood in the introduction, the problem here is that the market is pricing this for disaster in housing. And if I'm, I, I, my what memory, does that have I, to do I, with this is all from memory, line. but I think less than 20% of their business is tied directly to U.S. This housing. is not builders buying this stuff. They go much higher. Is there one DeWalt? What do they have? A, they have things. a brand De, DeWalt or something? That yes. might get in the construction well, market. Well, the, the, their tools are used by construction professionals now, not just the consumer. But not and a lot of Construction professionals are very busy because they're building other things than homes. Yeah, or there's a remodel market, whatever. Okay. Well, and there okay. is one. So I'm going to let you cover no, no, Black no, & Decker. We're done. That's, that's okay. Black & Decker. We, we all have like appointments. It. You know, it's the Value holidays. Line rates at three. We're trying to get off to a to something, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to say what, but if you, we may see you later. Let's just say that. Right. Anyway. Uh, okay, well, so Black that's and Black and Decker, which I'm not doing. Vern's doing. No, I, I, we are we? It. We're done with it. We're done with it. Okay, well that was quick and easy. But don't you be done with it? It's just because it's, it's a good stock It's a idea. brand name. That's all. Okay, and then I look down the line here. MTS Systems, page 143. This is evidently a precision instrument. I just like the name of that industry. Uh, and so I took it a look like here. Medical thing, you know. Yeah, like it's it's something. Stat, it it seems know. worth a premium. <laughs> what, you know, it's the trading at a needs. discount to the market. It's got literally no debt. Eight percent debt to capital. Trades at a discount. Precision instruments. That sounds hard to make. Yeah, but it does sound. Uh, returns like a high on capital industry. are rising. So if someone's making a precision instrument and is in that category, they better damn well have a high return on capital. Otherwise, it must not be very precision. I thought all these stocks traded at premiums. No, there's a bunch of things here that are actually very poor returns on capital. I was trying to find something in here, and this one popped out. I don't know much about it, but let me tell you what the value line says. Provider of testing and simulation systems used to examine mechanical behavior of materials, products, and structures. And all I know is as materials, products, and structures go up in value, there's more value in testing them to make sure that everything's fine, and they must be very good at it because they're earning mid-teens returns on capital. Uh, and their growth rate, according to Value Line, is going to run uh, 13%. Better than 15% operating and the, margins. And the company's at a, at a discount. So I don't want to say I know very little about this since that's already evident, but uh, you might want to just read a 10K or something. 
but it looks like uh, they're basically getting punished a little bit in the stock market. The relative, the relative performance here has been straight down for a quarter or two, and it looks like they just ran into a very weak order flow here, and that uh, their backlog went down a little bit. Oh my goodness, here's a company that's been in business since God knows when, and their quarterly backlog just went down. Holy cow, let's sell the stock down, uh, even though they have a long record of good returns, etc. So uh, I think there's a little opportunity here, and you know, to me, a longer-term opportunity for higher ROI trumps short-term uncertainty of uh, quarterly uh, order rates. So it may be an opportunity to dip in here. The stock's near a 52-week low, and uh, I don't know much else about it. I'm going to go read up on it myself. Uh, MTSC is the ticker. I do not own it, although I may own it somewhere. I, it seems familiar somehow, but I... <laughs> I was thinking to myself yeah. earlier when you said it must be obvious I don't know anything about it. Yeah. You're, you're it, not quite sure that it uh, no, isn't a different company. Yeah, I'm right. That's why I'm looking at it fresh... <laughs> As if I'm seeing it for the first, first time. time. Right. right. Because the company that I think I might own is in the automobile testing. And you didn't the, tell them about the Ferrari Well, they do. Thing. Right. They do. Uh, they, they build machines that can help optimize the weight to, you know, uh, speed and, Another and, and power ratios of the Ferrari. Yeah, and a Grand Prix race so, car. And, and, yeah, so anyway, uh, MTS systems. Now I'm coming to a couple I've talked to before. Uh, kinetic Concepts. Ticker K Still like them, huh? C I. Well, this has been like watching a soap opera. Oh, I think because, this one. This one's done pretty well. I think you probably uh, called it back no, here. No, I wish that were true, oh. Bert. Uh, this one, when Value Line first had it, it was unrated because of an upcoming lawsuit that was earlier in the spring. I remember we that. waited in around this price, uh, thinking, and you know, we did a fair amount of research at in the shop in terms of having some very proprietary technology about helping to heal wounds and getting people back to work more quickly, getting them out of the mm -hmm. hospital more quickly. And that was very valuable to insurers who didn't want to pay for a month in a hospital to you know, heal a burn or a, uh, there, there's some other uh, wounds that come from this, I think, in diabetes. And there's a variety of applications. But they had this lawsuit going on. We thought they were going to win. Well, it was a real screw up, you know, in terms of perception because they lost the lawsuit and the stock got pummeled. Well, you actually had to read what it was they lost. They lost the lawsuit because the court said that the, uh, the, the, com the competitor didn't actually violate any of the patents, uh, which you know, KCI said they had. And the reason it was obvious they, they hadn't is because the product didn't work anywhere nearly as well as KCI. Now, while this suit was going on, KCI just basically stepped away from doing any advertising or anything at all would have been you know, into discovery in the lawsuit. As soon as they lost the suit, stock got pummeled okay i bought more they went out on the street at that point started advertising the benefits of this product versus the so-called competitor uh they uh actually just recently got a new label allowed by the fda so now on the label of the product it has and this is big big you know big deal in medical products it has a label that specifies exactly what this thing can do versus the competitor and it's vastly superior so no doctor acting as a fiduciary can now prescribe the so-called from the wall street point of view competitor when this is so superior in terms of outcomes and no insurance company wants to buy the other one so that's all become clear and uh, the company is showing tremendous growth, uh, still 28% operating margins, 30% returns on capital. Uh, the key product here, this uh, VAC it's called, that helps heal the wounds, is growing at a 20% year-over-year uh, -year clip in the U.S., 15% in and Europe. And that should accelerate? 
Well, I don't know saying? if the growth rate will accelerate, but they have a lot of running room. Part of the growth rate is, you know, hindered by just the fact of training. So there's a process of, you know, you knowing well, about cumulatively, it. Cumulatively, as you make progress with that, if you now should get the benefit of marketing dollars spent on well, no, th accelerating this sales, is a home run product. Whether the growth rate's going to accelerate, I don't know. I know that the okay. growth rate at twenty percent, even continuing for There's a few years, good support the, for the it, stock is at eight times EBITDA. If it's just if it oh. just didn't if sales just didn't go down, it would be a good value here. The market got a little confused. The other issue on this stock is that there's going to be some pressure, so-called pressure, coming from Medicare, Medicaid pricing, and this is going to be one of those so-called competitive uh, product categories. Well, the fact is that uh, most of the competitive product categories that actually see some real price erosion have competitors with equal functionality. In this industry, there isn't. The competitor, even Value Line now is on board saying, Blue Sky does not appear to pose a serious challenge because they have a product that just doesn't do what this product does. So uh, when the Medicaid price cuts come, worst case scenario for that, the worst they've ever been in any industry is just you know, 5% or so, that's being trumped by volume gains here. And I predict they're not going to see that type of cut simply because there is no functional competitor to this product. So KCI, it's cheap, 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 uh, 12 times earnings. They have, uh, you know, a lot of growth ahead, great returns. Page 221, that's a, that's a buy. Finally, <coughs> excuse me, um, another medical products company, although it's really a distributor, Owens & Minor, OMI, uh, page 230, Value Line has this rated 4. Oh, i got to get the page numbers online. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and I've talked about this before. There's nothing heroic here. Owens & Minor is distributor of a, of a big... Hey, I've got uh, one on page 110. A big category. Mm. Lower is better, right? Of products, lower page numbers. Uh, statistically, that's true. Uh, but in any case, Owens & Minor, they sell 150,000 brand-name medical and surgical supplies from 41 warehouses around the country to 4,000 customers. So it's probably, you know, they don't give everything to everyone, but close to that in medical, they do hospitals, doctor's offices, acute care. They just bought a little business from McKesson in acute care. And, uh, you know, their returns on capital aren't, you know, super because there's nothing, you know, uh, proprietary about <coughs> trucks and warehouses. Uh, in fact, their return on capital... It's just at the level where no one can really come in because it's not quite enough to attract new capital, but it's enough to earn a premium to your cost of capital. Uh, these guys have uh, a pretty good balance sheet. It's 38% debt to cap, long-term interest earned nine times. But, you know, business here is very, very stable. In a world where demographics are going to drive volume, you know, growth, uh, their metrics and their business is all driven by uh, volume and their economics or volume economics. So they will continue to benefit from demographics. That's money in the bank. They're earning a mid-teens return on equity. They lever up a little bit to do that. And you're getting that right at a market multiple for a superior industry and a company that's certainly uh, as, as good as any other and is benefiting from a, a consolidating Anytime industry. you can buy a, a good medical industry exposure... Uh, that has decent profitability at a market multiple. You almost always I make think that's out a good. winning. You always make out. I well. agree with that. I think that's a winning bet. They're 15 times, you know, free cash flow. That's a 7% yield basically on cash, cash on cash, and they're going to grow, uh, you know, at 
And Whatever. this one has an actual 2% yield. They have a 2% yield. yield, and they're going to grow the top line at some kind of rate that uh, is the, you know, according to either, value line. you can is, either own it for a long, long time. Look at the track record here. Well, or it at some point gets overpriced, and then you get out for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, people, I wouldn't try to trade this necessarily, but value line says they're going to grow earnings at 9%. You get a 7% cash on cash. That's 16%. The stock's down a little bit right now because of some concern about dilution in this little deal they just did, but that's going to reverse out next year. So Owens and Miner, page 230, OMI, and that's all I have today, Vern, kind of a short show. But uh, I'm getting excited about the holidays. High impact, though. I wanted to just get these things done. My favorite is Kinetic. Table Kinetic. Table 221. Kinetic. Feel the energy, baby. And then this MTS, page 143, is worth a look. And OMI, just put it away. Give it, that's I, one you I, can I, give to your I, mom, everybody. Thanks, Val. And here is uh, Vern Value, everybody. Uh, with, um, I guess it's a, a abbreviated beverage break? I don't have a beverage this week. <sighs> You know, the thing you it. get with the value guys is honesty. You know, we didn't have to tell you no, that we didn't. that I didn't have a and beverage. But, I, I admire uh, that. Yeah, I but admire uh, that. I had one a little earlier. I've got a couple great uh, stock ideas okay. here to, uh, this week. Uh, thanks, Val. With, uh, first, I want to talk about Oshkosh Truck because I've been doing some work on that. I think a lot of people have. Um, You're welcome, by the way. I, I just want to say it, that. Heartfelt. At least that's what I hear from yeah. a couple uh uh, institutional salespeople. Um, Oshkosh Truck, symbol OSK, $3.5 billion um, market cap with almost no net debt. Okay, They make a range of specialty commercial, uh, fire and emergency, and military trucks. I own this. I bought it a few months ago. I didn't like I'm not sure how I feel about the acquisition they just made. Well, it, but they're making it and it's priced in. So we're, unfortunately, I guess I know. you got caught by that. But uh, Well, it's not terrible. I just uh, that's not why I bought it. The stock recently about forty eight dollars. It's up from uh, re it's been more like forty four, forty five. I think in the last uh, yeah few weeks. It's up a little. Um, according to Value Line, okay, it, who rates it a three? It's uh, sixteen times earnings, so a thirteen percent discount to the market. But that's not real cheap for a capital goods company right now at this point in the cycle. Uh, the stock's been, uh, I mean, underperforming since. Uh, Spring, a lot of capital goods stocks have, but uh, again, particularly here just lately, but definitely in a downtrend for the year. Absolute price down about 30% from a high north of 65 earlier this year. Um, and the problem here, uh, unfortunately, if you haven't done any work on this, and that's why we're here, we're it here is. in a uh, we're here in a fire or emergency vehicle from the fine people at Oshkosh Truck. To, uh, to advise you that the earnings numbers and cash flow numbers that Value Line is using aren't any good. They're not what the market's using to price the stock. Because really? as Value Line says um, at the end of their second paragraph on the stock, as is their standard, their estimates don't reflect the transaction until it's completed. Well, the market won't wait for the actual legal transfer of, of title not, of the of assets. That's a place analysts shouldn't hide. You know, if that's what's going to happen, they should dial it yeah, in. Go ahead and put it in there. Dial it I in. Mean, well, I, I understand it. And, and, you know, back when I used to publish regularly, um, that was our basic standard because we had a couple deals fall apart on us. And uh, yeah, it can happen. Somebody else could come in and try to take away... Uh, uh, the company they're buying, by the way, is JLG Industries, which we talked about uh, earlier this deal, year. Though, yeah, it? right. Well, I I don't know if it's closed or not, but uh, in any event, uh, Value Line saying in 07 they're going to earn 
$3.30 with cash flow per share $3.90 before CapEx of $85, so about $3 in free cash flow. That puts the stock at $48 at, what, 15, 16, 16 times uh, free cash flow. But uh, that $3.30 number is going to go up because of this acquisition they've announced. And in 2008, now unusually, usually Value Line has two years of forecast. They only have one here for uh, Oshkosh Truck. So unfortunately, hmm. um, investors aren't seeing. Subscribers well, they've got seeing. 07, and then they have 09 to, to 11. 11. So where is 08? Well, I think 07 must have just been reported, and so they haven't updated their numbers. Maybe that's some type of secret information. I don't know, but 08. I'll tell you, after $3.30 in 07, $3.75 to $4 is the number we've kind of settled on. And this JLG deal should add, it's hard to say, and the model's sensitive, but $0.75 cents to a buck and a quarter uh, in accretion. So it looks like by 08, um, Oshkosh... How much per share are they paying? Instead of three thirty, let me come back to this. Um, it looks like they'd be four seventy-five to $5 of earnings in 08 for 48 bucks today. So... Really more like nine to 10 times earnings, not 16. Um, if you look at the enterprise value to EBITDA of the combined entity, you've got 3.6 here for Oshkosh. They're paying 3.2 for JLG, okay? 6.8 billion combined valuation. I've got about 730 million combined EBITDA, I think that's about right. So a little under 10 times, and I'm gonna repay debt at a rate of $4 a share going forward. What's the cost of the debt? What's the cost of the debt? Seven and three quarter percent, I think. It's so under that's eight. fifteen times, and they're buying this at three times. So there's your leverage. Yeah. It just seems like, uh, you know, it shouldn't be so accretive. What per share? How much did they pay for this? Well, this dollar? JLG business is uh, going to be hitting a peak, maybe, but certainly a best ever performance. See, my on the back of the non-residential construction. My, I'm an owner, so here's my issue with this thing. I'll tell you yes. why I bought it. I bought it because it's priced like a capital goods company, like you said, but they've got this fire truck thing in a world where homeland security and concern and the budget for all that, every town's going to want some new equipment, and they make some kick-ass equipment. They just this, added the, some capacity yeah. for products in that market. Right, so that's stable growth, in my opinion, Well, Value Line's time. also not mentioning, they but, just spent about $300 million to buy a couple other commercial well, but businesses. JLG, well. yeah, my anyway, point is, JLG. you buy it for the stable growth yeah. into the Homeland Security bill. And the defense and business. J, right, and JLG is not that. And, in fact, they're buying it simply to replace the fall-off in the Iraqi sort of supply business. That Longer they expect term. In next year and the year after. So they're buying this to no, fill No, not next year and the year after. Well, a couple of years from now. That's what they've told uh, uh, That the JLG is going to fill this gap when the business in Iraq falls off. This will lay in. Maybe it's mm -hmm. this year. Next no, it's year. not. When do you think it is? Um, 08 at the earliest. Um, we think it could be 09. Oh, for the Iraqi fallout. Well, whatever. For this is there peak to... In military. No, the Iraq... We're going to bring troops home long before that, but the basically every truck the U.S. military has is a, uh, a rolling bucket of bolts right now. They've used everything. They've used, to, they've used them to haul toilet paper back and forth from Kuwait because they can't fly anywhere. Or at least, I, I mean, they do. But they, they're they're using them for 
all kinds of transport. The trucks are laden down with weight they were never designed to carry because they had to add after armor. the fact. So they think there's a lot of business to come. Well, they're uh, going to replace. They're going to replace many billions yeah. of dollars. Anyway, worth of trucks. whatever. That's not so. That's not why I bought the stock. Hopefully, it works out. They seem like they got a decent value on it, and I do have some faith in management just from the great track record they no, put yeah, together. No, yeah, this is. Uh, it's unfortunate that you got caught in this, but. Um, and, well, it and, hasn't hurt the stock. I'm up with, in the stock. I would agree with you. I'd like the stock's business. up. Um, I, you know, I prefer they hadn't have done this. If but I that's what it. happens when you, you know, you're a minority owner. But in for a the company. but for the new investor now, yeah, who doesn't have that issue, it looks pretty attractive to us. Anyway, Oshkosh truck, page 110, symbol OSK. Forty-eight dollars. Okay. I like it too. I'm I've not got, selling. I've got it. two more. Uh, I got two more truck companies to talk about. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Volvo. Here's a you know Cadillac truck company. If I can mix my metaphors or I like the Volvo brand names people. or something like that. I like those cars. Trades on Nasdaq as an ADR under the symbol VOLV. Okay. Hmm. Big market cap. You think that'd be an NYSC? Star? More than twenty-five billion dollars. No. Um, Recently, $65 stock, around 13 times earnings, 30% discount to the market, very nice 2.7% yield. The stock at around $65 is within a couple bucks of an all-time high ever. The stock's basically, on a relative basis, been doing nothing but going up since the recession in 2001. In fact, it's been going up a lot this year alone. And... Uh, Unfortunately, even at 12 times earnings, which you know on the, at the margin might sound cheap to a lot of investors, but for capital goods stock today That's is not I'm... not inexpensive. Yeah, uh, near an all-time high, as I say. The numbers that the that the those multiples are based on are too optimistic. Value lines estimates are too high here. They have 2006 earnings at five almost five and a half dollars per ADR. Um, cash flow almost nine dollars per ADR. That sounds pretty good with the sixty-five dollar. Right? Yeah, but it's so cyclical. But right? you get in crushed. 07, this yeah. company's going to run into. I mean, this this the truck's going to hit a wall. Yeah, the, these Volvos better have what's, airbags and a bunch of other. What's been going on with their market share? Maybe they're just on a big market yeah, share. Their market share has been doing okay, I think. Um, but they haven't been gaining a lot. Um, the uh, the truck market, a lot of people may know, has been white hot in the U.S. And it's been good in Europe, and they're big. These guys are big all over the world. They're one of the world's largest truck makers. Uh, Value Line says second in the world in heavy truck and bus sales. Uh, sales are 50% in Europe, 30% North America. So in Europe, 50% of the business actually looks like you know overall economic growth's been picking up, and um, they make uh, trucks, buses, and construction equipment is their other big business. And they're all pretty uh, well levered to Europe, and that should do well, very well. Well, you do have the storyline of, you know, big democracies getting wealthier, like, you know, India and China building. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's a whole, you know, big new leg of early growth for those they, nations. They have some of yeah. that over there. They have almost 9% of their business in Asia. Maybe it's 10% this year. Um, but, but that's still a lot of optimism. 30% of the business is in North America. Next year, because of new diesel engine uh, pollution standards, um, yeah. you know, the emissions from the engines, new engines coming in, that market in this country, uh, Volvo owns Mack Truck, and they own the old GM uh, General Motors truck business, and I think a couple others as well. But they have a big position in North America. I think uh, maybe a 15% kind of market share, 20% hmm. kind of market share mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. with Mack. Uh, 20, yeah. 
Well, trucks are going to grow less because of the pickup and share by rail. Well, no, 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 no. Trucks have been taking share forever. Flexibility uh, overcomes almost all other barriers. Well, not in the last year or two, Um, doesn't appear. Maybe not in short haul. In any event, um, the market's going to be down 40 or 50 percent in the U.S. this coming year. Volvo's construction equipment business is also very leveraged to uh, residential construction. Right now, that's running down. Housing starts running down 25 30% in the U.S. Both of these markets have been major drivers of growth, really the major drivers of growth for Volvo in the last three years. Well, Value Line says earnings are going to go down from 540 to 435 or about a dollar or less than 20%. I say way too optimistic, with 30% of the business probably going to be down by a third hmm. or 10% on the top line alone. Let's see what Value Line has for top line. They have it down by 3% for the entire company. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not not nearly enough. In fact, it says right here in the text, sales to decline about 3% in 2007. Um, this, uh, this stock, this valuation, this business looks like it's peaking to me. The valuation is at uh, $36 billion. Enterprise value um, is uh, over nine times, okay? So this looks like a great short. Value line rates at a two. Okay, I'd uh, I'd have you know you really want to go for a home run here, go pair it with Navistar and go long. Navistar NAV value line rates at three, so I'm sorry value line, I love you, but we got this one backwards. Uh, well, this stock maybe at they... thirty thirty one is about five times earnings, not thirteen times. There's no dividend, okay but a 75% discount to market multiple. They're earning around $6 right now because of the same phenomenon in North America. In fact, it's all of their business. So Value Line says earnings are going to go to $6 in 07 from 565, I think primarily on cost cutting. Um, and, and the fiscal year here is like September or October or something. So their 07 doesn't have the full effect of this collapse in the market. Um, but let's say they earn three instead of six then the P.E. at 30 would be 10 or 11, still less than Volvo's 13 on what looks like peak performance. I mean, that alone makes it a layup. I've got what looks like about a four times enterprise value to EBITDA multiple. By the way, something else to be worried about at Volvo, and this is something that if you own any European companies, if you're in an ADR, ADS on a European stock that has significant earnings in the U.S., you want to be careful about what's happened with the dollar recently. You may have read about the collapse in the foreign exchange value against the euro. That means that it, anything that's happening <coughs> for a European company like Volvo in the U.S. gets magnified or gets made worse by the shrinking value of the dollar. So all this bad that's stuff that's an issue I was with MTS, by the way. Also, I didn't mention is going to be why is that foreign based? Seventy-one percent of revenues are. Foreign. Well, that's good because yeah. if it's a U.S.-based company, those foreign sales will right. translate no. back at higher prices. So those estimates are going up at MTS. Yeah. Anyway, so I wanted a chance to talk about how the uh, – because the, the, the market – I think there's probably um, academic work that would back me up on this, that the market actually does respond to um, changes in earnings and cash flow ex- or earnings expectations. I shouldn't say cash flow, based on changes in uh, uh, currency, a foreign exchange currency translation, a foreign exchange hmm. value of yeah. dollar. Anyway, uh, enough very of that. possibly uh, we like uh, we like Navistar, although a little risky. We eventually think it's going to be owned by you, a man. You like it? 
sorry. When you say we, yeah. I, well, I've got a couple people at work yeah. for me, you know. Well, but uh, I don't necessarily. Anyway, short, short Volvo or long Navistar or pair them that way. And we like Oshkosh truck. Turns out you own it like it as well. Yeah. We like Black & Decker. Turned out you'd picked it also as yeah. an idea. Now, I would never short a stock personally, but KCI... I love that stock right here. I think some of our audience probably likes to share uh, stocks. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't recommend that. Well, you know, the risk-reward, when you buy a stock long, you know how much you can lose, and your upside is infinite. You go short, it's reversed. Your upside is limited. Your downside is infinite. Think about that, my friend. It, it, it Think means, about that. That's all I have to you say. You have to watch it with more vigilance, No, it, uh, I don't know, baby. Uh, anyway, that's all I, I have this know, week. <laughs> Didn't you just say that? I did. Yeah. I so that's our. Exactly. Sorry about that. So uh, another exciting week with the value guys. Uh, we had some good snacks this week, I think. Well, we'll time will tell. And hopefully our listeners are still awake to hear us say thanks for being with us, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll be with you again next week. Happy holidays, everybody.